Welcome to Gaia's Voice. I'm Pepper Lewis. For the last 20 years, I've had the privilege of listening to our Earth speak directly through me in a process that is sometimes called channeling. Over centuries, our Earth has been called Gaia, an affectionate and friendly term that simply means life-giving. I hope you'll find Gaia's words as meaningful and direct as I have. Welcome to Gaia's Voice. Very well. A simple return. Two in terms of simple subject as well. What complicates the subject are the minds. The minds that think what they think, what they think they know. This then complicates. That which could be a simple shift in magnetic energies if it were to be understood that way and harnessed, as we have said, becomes a complication for spirit and matter becomes a great operation then of sweep up and clean up, of relocation and of mastery. And of course humanity will come to grow from events such as these as well. All such events then, as we have said, bring about a growth of their own, bring about a spirit and a majesty. And it is how one contemplates such change. For in essence to call it an earth change is not necessarily appropriate. It is more appropriate to say it is a humanity change or a universal shift in consciousness or an electromagnetic movement of an array of energies and such. All of this is more appropriately put. So the earth changes, however, that come about then bring about an evolution from within. Imagine that, as we have said, there are within you the great meridians of your own body. And when the ley lines of the earth are moved by such change of earth, the meridians in your own body also shift. For if the earth's magnetics realign, your own meridians in your body must align with the earth. If they did not, your human bodies would become that much more uncomfortable than what they are now. Now at times you will say there is an ache, there is a pain, there is a distraction, but if indeed your bodies did not shift when the earth shifts either in frequency or in magnetics, indeed your bodies would become ill rather than distracted. The very molecules that hold them together would be pulled apart. And such has happened upon other worlds as well, I will tell you. There are other worlds that when it came time for the great evolution of that celestial body, all that was physical upon that world did not survive. And it was because the electromagnetic energies and such particles could not be converted or redirected to become pure intelligence. Such is the human being that it must be directed by that which is greater than the humanness and this is the divinity, the spirit within you. So the mind and all that gathers the forces within the body must manage the body and its organismness. But that which is the divinity aspect of your being then governs the meridians of the body and governs the axiotonalness of the body and like that converting its energies and realigning it to the earth whenever possible. So we have spoken of a variety of aspects to do with the earth and its changes and its reason for changes and its becoming and its timing. 
and perhaps now it would be of great interest to my sentience what it is that would query within you to bring forth relative to this topic. Shall we have dialogue? Good evening, Gaia. Good eve. So my question is about those people who feel um, sick or nauseous or out of sorts days or even weeks before earth changes occur, uh, earthquakes and such. Why do they feel that? Does that have anything to do with their resistance or their fear or is it magnetics? It is more magnetics as you say. Now each being has their own polarity an alignment of polarity as it were. Each being has as if a battery, to use a very simple term, a positive and a negative polarity. Not in terms of moods, not in terms of emotions. Here we speak only of energy and the conversion of energy. The positive and the negative polarity shifts and moves day by day, shifting a frequency there and a magnetic here, shifting and moving energies to achieve a certain balance. But when there is a great deal of either emotional upheaval or other difficulties or challenges within one's life, that shifting of polarities in order to achieve balance does not always achieve balance. So when there is a discord within the being that is attempting to shift energies but has not completed the process, and when that particular change within the earth as well finds its resonance. In essence, the earth receiving all such energies is also attempting to rebalance these energies or to redirect them. And when the being finds an energetic match, then it is as if the two are in sync and there is a great deal of either discord or discomfort or a knowingness that something is about to happen. Not always the placement of such, but it is something. Just as the channel has described you earlier, her own experiences, it was this. It was the very discord within her own life to balance such energies that had for a time, just for a time, the ability then to detect other such changes within the earth. For every aspect of her own discords, found every other aspect of physical and non-physical discord upon the planet, you see? So there are those that are matched such. And it is not always those that are only in discord, but there are those whose polarity is always in flux. There is never a quite balance achieved. Always there is the energy moving as if on a string, moving and flowing and moving and flowing, and the being is more comfortable that way. It is more of a static being and these also detect such changes more. Does not mean that they respond better to them, it simply means that they are able to detect such because the movement is always taking place, you see? Does this answer your question? Yes, but I think it gave me more questions. However, ah, indeed then, <laughs> however, it is a time of dialogue. Uh, so, you're saying that it's not necessarily that the person who is feeling these is out of balance, that they are just sensitive to this sort of thing? Sensitive to the movement of polarities. 
Now imagine as we began our discourse this evening that we have said that within the earth there is a great balancing of energies, movements clockwise and counterclockwise, attempting to achieve balance and moving energies outward and inward in order to achieve that balance. In essence, each being does the very same. Within your beingness, within your solar plexus, within the chakras, there is an attempt to achieve balance, to send energy from this chakra to the next, to bring it here. Get in your body, they will say. Get out of your mind, they will say. All of this is in order to achieve a certain balance, to shift the energies, to balance the meridians, to pull energy, to move energy out the crown and down the feet. All of this is an attempt to move energy. And so there are those that are, yes, much more sensitive than others, able to detect such movements within or without. Now, as well, it must be said, and this more than likely will bring you other questions, but it will be said just the same. There are beings that have lived within the earth for a goodly amount of time, a goodly amount of lifetimes, and these as well, being within the earth rather than without, have understood the shift of polarities, and they as well, even now that they are upon the earth, are much more resonant to such shifts of magnetics, you see? Yes. In essence, that which is upon the earth responds more to an electrical quality, and that which is within the earth responds more to a magnetic quality. Therefore, those that have been within the earth feel that resonance as well, feel the pull to it, you see? Thank you. Indeed. Good evening, Gaia. Um, you spoke about the energies of the counterclockwise and the clockwise energies um, that seek the surface and that there will be the ability to harness these energies. Um, I'm feeling that it's um, perhaps what will come rather than the fossil fuels, the coal that we're using now for energies. And I'm, the question is, is this consistent enough that we can use this as alternate energy sources? The energy and the movement as has been described? Yes. Consistent enough, is that your question? Yes. Not yet. Yes. But it is coming, you see. Now with such great changes both upon and within the planet, it is not yet constant enough to draw upon. The effect then upon the planet were it to be attempted to be harnessed would be a bit as a nuclear reactor and with one not understanding how to combine such energies so that they are not misused, you see. And as well it must be said that humanity here and there still attempts to muck with what it can. And, unfortunately, such energies can indeed be weaponized, and they will not be, mm -hmm. so it will not be brought forward just yet. S just when it seems that humanity will no longer abide by weapons, there will come a time where there will be a great weapons treaty signed by all nations and all beings, and it will be imposed upon the planet by those that will come from off-planet to invite such. After this, then such technologies as these will come forward much more quickly and they will be adapted very quickly. It will not be years and years until they will come about. Once this takes place, it will see very quickly. That was going to be another question, whether this information will be given to those already on the planet or whether it's coming from off-planet. 
How to use such to the benefit of all mankind will be given by those of off-planet. Those that are on the planet now, they are already mucking with what they can. <laughs> they understand this technology is available, for it is not a new technology in essence, you see. It is quite ancient. And already there is an attempt to harness, but it will not be a successful one. And it will be a program that will be shelved. Thank you very much. Oh, <laughs> I have another question for you, please. Indeed. Um, fairly recently, there has been published some information about an area just southeast of Santa Barbara that there is great heat source about 14 inches below the surface of the ground. Um, can you bring forth any information about that right now that might be of interest, assistance, help? The crust of the earth is very thin here. That which is detected then comes from beneath the crust, but the crust is much thinner here. It has been eroded somewhat by the salt waters of the ocean. And although this cannot be seen as much from the surface, these salt waters have moved inland more and more, so that they rest eroding and eroding very lightly, but consistently, all that is beneath this area, creating a weakness within the crust there. And so it is felt geothermals and such push their way forward here. If there were to be an earthquake in the Southern Californias, this would then trigger perhaps a secondary earthquake in this area. And if it were not a secondary earthquake, more than likely it would be a great landslide as there already has been in this area. You see, it is already in great propensity for this now. Equally, there are other areas in the further southern Californias to the south near the San Diego that have similar erosion from underneath. These would also be considered areas of great weakness then. Thank you for that understanding. Where there is great weakness upon the earth, great force from within the earth is drawn there. For again, like a battery, where there is a negative pull, the positive is moved there. And where there is positive energy, the negative will call upon it, draw upon it almost. The force is as a call that answers, you see? And that is why as well, the same energy that is spoken of the ring of fire and such of the volcanic activities, they are connected in the same way. One calls and the next one answers, you see? Yes, thank you. Could, could you speak about the, I don't know how to say this, the dynamics perhaps of the, like the recent earthquake in Pakistan? What was happening with the earth there and what humanity drew there? I mean, I think that's what I'm understanding that, that you're describing with some of these earth changes. What is the particular growth of this particular area? Is that your question? Mm -hmm. Indeed, it will not be seen for some time. However, we will say that in this particular area as well, there was an upheaval of beingness. There was a great deal of different factions of energies living in very close proximity 
not only in the now time, but for eons of time it has been. Now that that has been the case, there already is a pull from the other neighboring communities, the other neighboring countries, to infiltrate and to move into greater proportion one form of being rather than another. And although this particular country knows very little of what takes place in the other country, there is a great deal of manipulation of energies and governments and beings and a great deal of weapons movement in that area. This energy then is what drew the earth quaking to this particular energy. The growth will then come, in essence, first for what did not happen in that area, and this of course is not seen. Second, it will come from the new choices that are made in that area, which is a redistribution of geography and beings and energy movement as well. Now, perhaps because you have broached the subject, it must be said as well, that just as there are those that would perhaps choose to bring forth the technology to be of assistance to the earth, there are those that would choose to bring a technology that may not be of assistance to the entire earth or that which serves a certain agenda. This was diffused by the earthquake as well. Could you explain that a little more? <laughs> Very well. Simply put, just as we have spoken of the battery, where there is a positive and a negative polarity, there is an energetic positive and negative polarity upon the planet now as well. The negative polarity could be that which seeks to control or that which seeks to have an agenda of its own making for profiteering or for selfish means or what it would be. That which has the positive end of the polarity, no different, has an agenda of its own. That which is considered good or thoughtful of service. But this is less understood, and so the agenda or the plan is not yet fulfilled. So there is a more of a pull to the negative pole of the agenda, as it were. And this is what takes place then, because the negative pulls or tugs more upon the energies, the energies are more drawn to where such activity is taking place. Thank you. Indeed. Is the topic not of interest to you, that you would be so silent? nature of the earth is at stake here. Uh, do you see these uh, quakes continuing in high population centers then? Yes, because they are drawn energetically to us as well, you see? Mm. They are drawn to areas where there are great many beings. In essence, it is not the beings that they are drawn to, but there is a great deal of thought, activity, mind activity where there are many beings and it is this that is the energy is drawn to not mm. to population but to great thought now 
Let us say that there is an area then with a great less amount of peoples and a great earthquake takes place there. What would be the cause for that? Well, imagine as well, there may be a great resources. There may be other great interest in developing that resource, in bringing forth such resources, in which case the energy is drawn there just the same. It is drawn to thought activity. It is drawn to area of mind. It is drawn to where transformation can take place or will take place. Mm. It is drawn to areas where there is a disparity between the positive and the negative poles. It is drawn to energies where there is a breakage of patterns within the ley lines. Here there are imperfections where energy cannot easily travel. And in these crevices of energies, as it were, it is difficult for energy to move, so it is a great attraction and the earthquakes and such are drawn there as well. Mm. How does this relate to volcanic activity, does it? The volcanic activity is a bit different. The magma then flows through the earth in many different places. Interestingly, the extortion, we will say, of the fossil fuels of the planet affect the magma more than other resources. And it is this that will bring about in the end more eruption of volcanic energy as well. The magma that flows in and around and through the earth as well must move freely, continually traveling without finding a great deal of friction. But where it becomes trapped as well then it continues to circulate about itself, about itself, about itself, as if creating the great cauldron effect. No longer does it simply move about continuously. When it is forced into a cyclone of activity within the earth, interestingly, it will also call upon that similar energy from another element above the earth, for such is what magma does and moves. So there will be an essence as if a volcanic explosion and at the same time there will be another effect elsewhere upon the planet of a different element. And they will seem to humanity to be completely unrelated other than to the earth they would be significantly related for all is. The element of fire is not separate than the element of earth or water or air or ether. They are all woven together as one. Only in their manifestation do they seem unique and different. Does this assist mm. you? Yes, interesting. Now, how do governments handle all of this? Or what do you see? <laughs> what do you Not see? Not very happening? well, as you have seen. <laughs> Perhaps your opinion will differ. <laughs> no. But you see, they were not set up for such. Mm -hmm. Governments were not invented or created to deal with physical disturbances or to come to the rescue of humanity. Mm -hmm. They were set to govern, mm -hmm. to rule, as it were. So it is but a complication for them, you see, mm -hmm. and but a misuse of resources. And that will come to somewhat of an interesting conclusion as well. When the governments begin to run out of the resources that they allocate for this and for that, and for this evacuation and for that relief effort, 
will come other choices. And some of these will be of benefit and some will be of detriment. For instance, the government may very well say to you, dear state, dear Californias, this problem appears to be yours. You see, we can no longer be of assistance, but we are being of assistance here and there and elsewhere. We will give to you what assistance we can, but for the most part, we see that it is now an activity of the state. And of course, if this takes place, there will be other activities that now belong to the state as well. Mm -hmm. Ah, but remember that the revenues still belong to the federal. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you. There are all forms of earth changes, we see. We did not say that they were all physical. <laughs> thank you. I have piqued the interest of another. Yes, you have. Um, I would like... It was a red herring, truly. <laughs> <laughs> would you define ley lines for me? Very well. Upon and within the planet, there is a very specific form of energy that travels in a uniform line. Not necessarily a linear line, but as a very specific grid. It is somewhat patterned around what you would term the flower of life pattern, but not exactly that. It is as if a geometric overlay of energy travels about the planet, creating a beautiful tapestry. And here and there, energies gather because they cannot help but gather at such intersecting points. And where the energy gathers there, these points are considered sacred because they are such generators of energy. And here atop these, there are then what you would term the sacred site. Now I will say to you that that which is upon these sites is not very sacred. It may very well be a relic of interest to the archaeologically minded. However, the grid point itself, that holds a great deal of resonance both upon and within the planet. And when these are more discovered and used, these are also great generators of energy. For remember that as we have said that how energy moves and travels within the planet, that this can then be drawn, extracted from the earth in such intersections of ley lines. Now, because these ley lines have such a great impact upon the earth, when the resources near or upon them are depleted as well, the generator then becomes a bit unstable. And then it is neither positive energy nor negative energy. It is simply unstable energy. And yet, for this very reason, so many beings are drawn to visit these areas. Why is it that they are drawn? It is not simply the pyramids, for instance, that draws beings. It is the energy underneath the pyramids. It is not simply Stonehenge and the great stones that speak. It is the energy upon which they rest. And all of these are great intersecting points. And there are others that are now protected, where others do not go and do not know. And these will be the very next sacred points, but not yet. Again, not yet. Better it is for now that they are held pristine and available. Better it is that humanity continues to travel to the ancient ones, leaving the new ones pristine for a bit longer. So would 
the energy in these ancient sacred places um, be dissipating as things change or fluctuating? Fluctuating is better put. When it is time, they of their own will transmit the energy to the newer ones. For now they hold them. They hold them dearly. They protect them as they will. And they draw what energy is offered to them by those that visit as well. Did you know, for instance, that each being that visits, whether it is the Egyptian pyramids or what it will be, leaves a calling card of energy? In essence, it is the price that one pays, the price of admission. Each being leaves a bit of energy of their own to be used for the purpose for which the earth will say. Very interesting, which brings up another question. Since we are living here at this world-renowned sacred site, is how can this, the magnetics of this site, what can we do to assist this transition at this sacred site? I guess that's what I'm Charge admission. Charge admission. <laughs> wasn't quite what I was looking for. Ah, indeed. <laughs> a bit of levity then. Very well. The energy that is held here has been held here for millennia of time. The energy is held within the mountain itself. And it is for this reason that so many beings will say who and what lives within that mountain for such energy is there. And it is not necessarily the beings that are there but those that have left energy or calling cards, as we have said. So all those that visit here as well leave a bit of themselves, a bit of thought, a bit of reason, a bit of desire, a bit of intent, a bit of history, a wish for the future, and all of this the mountain takes and holds and converts to a different form of energy. It is a bit of a generator of its own, and because it is linked then to all of the other volcanics as well, especially those here in the Cascades, then it is transmitted to those that are visited less and held then so that energy is transferred here and there. As it was said earlier, when one calls the other answers, but what if it were to answer more gently? This is what is capable here. Those that then attend this mountain in essence, attend all of them as well. And those that become aware of this, well, that can be of great assistance to the planet. Do not think. Yes, makes sense to me. And you are in just such a position to tell others of this, are you not? Yes, I am. May I depend upon you to do so? Yes, you may. <laughs> is it a bargain? It is a bargain. Shall we shake upon it? I will shake. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. So be it, yeah. And is there anything else you would like me to, to pass on to others in Not this, yet, re in but this perhaps regard? Perhaps if you will attend me next week, there may be. Yes, ma'am. Indeed, sweet. Gaia, if I may, I'd like to bring it a little closer to home. And that's Closer than this? Well, closer to our own physical bodies rather than the body of the earth. Um, just as the plate... How selfish you are. Of course. 
<laughs> Indeed, sweet. Continue. Thank you. Um, just as the plate tectonics move on the surface of the planet, um, I know that there is energies and movement within our own bodies. And um, where we have handled um, situations that we have experienced in this lifetime and others that um, are no longer conducive to our ongoingness, um, this is where I'm sure we get stuck and the plates stick, so to speak. How can we bring forth um, situations that keep us stuck, that we're uncomfortable with, that we don't know about even, they're unconscious to us, so that we can flow this energy more satisfactorily through our bodies and go through this process of awakening? What a mouthful. Can you say it in 20 words or less, the very same? How do we open up stuckness? Ah, wonderful. Indeed, sweet. There are channels within you that can be opened. And they are closed now, or they are stuck now, better put, just as you have said. And just as the earth has certain ley lines and intersections that are broken or torn, there is within each being as well a very sacred and divine fabric that becomes frayed the tapestry of life as it is called by some, and it becomes frayed here and there. And when the threads become so tender and so frayed, what happens is that the being says, well, we do not wish to harm that anymore. Let us then bypass that energy and travel elsewhere so that no more harm is done to that area, no more hurt. The being then in its own wisdom travels elsewhere, travels here, travels there, bypassing these energies. And after a time, they become dormant. And after a time, they become stuck. And what happens for some beings as well is they believe then that the only way to reveal or unstuck these energies is to come and tear. Look what has happened, stab. Look what has happened, tear. And this then creates more difficulty for the tapestry or the beingness itself. So it is then with great care, just as one would long ago go tatting, <laughs> one must then very carefully say, this thread, tattered as it is, is sacred. Let us mend it. This aspect over here is uncomfortable. Let us give it comfort for a time. You see, humanity then wants to fix itself so very much. And in order to fix itself, it goes about tearing out its heart at times, you see? And this then fixes very little and damages even more. Humanity cannot then throw away its resources in order to look for others. It must bring with very great care, devotion, and fine workmanship, new avenues of expression. And the same is true of one's being. With great care, one opens these channels and says, there, sweet, look, it will be nice now. There, take a breath, and I am with you. There, look, I walk with you now. Just as one supports a tender child, one supports these areas that are ancient and tattered, but still very, very worthwhile. And in essence, you see a being as whole 
At one level and more of expression, every being is whole and perfect. So to repair that which is tattered is simply to acknowledge that this too is whole. And that is what brings about the true healing. It is not the fixing, it is in the acknowledgement that it is worthwhile and whole already and supported by the greater whole. This is what brings then assistance and ease. And it is indeed the same with the planet. It is indeed the same with that which is tattered and torn, war-torn or what it will be, with great care. One must say to such an area, there, there, it will be brought forth again. There the spring comes, the waters return, and the sun will shine even here once again. Does this assist you? Thank you very much. Now I know the right words to ask. Could, could you talk more about the growth opportunities for the hurricanes? You know, what, what drew them there and, and what the opportunities are for, for them? The opportunities that the hurricanes bring, more often than not, are to the geology and the geography, not as much to the peoples yet. But you will see that there will be a great redistribution of peoples. A redistribution of peoples often brings about a redistribution of wealth. And the same is true of the geologies. In the very areas where there have been much too much depletion of resources or the efforts of peoples, there is a resuscitation here as well. I will give to you an ancient example that will have you see what takes place now. Do you see now where the great pyramids are, yes? It is great and desolate and very dry, very desert-like. And yet, science has now confirmed that long ago they were but lush valleys and such, very green with waterways and such, for it must have been, yes? What has shifted this then? The geology shifted. Why? Because there needed to be a redistribution of energies as well. For it was not simply that the stones and such that created these long ago were by slave labor, for this is entirely false, I will say to you. They were created then by the movement of such sound as would bring about a perfect stone fitting together perfectly with the next one. What could be more perfect than sound or radionics, you see? Now, beyond this, however, once and long and longer after they were built, there was a great misuse of energies there and this distributed or deposited energies incorrectly. And this is what went about changing such lush valley to a very dry desert. What was the benefit then to that? Well, now the area is sacred or cleansed again, regardless of what it is, green or brown or earth tone. And the same is true of the peoples there, and it became sacred once again. At the time of that great change, you would not have believed the pollution that surrounded such. You could not even see the very tops of them. This has been a great change. What was the benefit? But the benefit takes place over time. In your next life, in the one beyond that, or when you would happen to pop in upon the earth, you would see the great benefit 
to the areas then of the hurricanes, both to the people and to how the population becomes redistributed, the wealth becomes redistributed, and the very resources just around there as well. There will be a great many changes to the Mississippi valleys and to how the waters flow. There will be a shift in the continent and how the continent understands itself as well. And this as well over time, but it will be. Thank you. Indeed. Could I ask one more? Of course. <laughs> um, could you talk more about the area of the tsunami then and what, what the growth opportunities there have been? Ah, here it is a bit different. Now, within the earth, down, down the earth, where the waters are very, very deep there, yes? There, in that area, there is an affecting truly of the earth's axis there. Now, here and there, there is the speech of cataclysmic movements and such. So we will say that this great movement of energy was but a bump of the axis. Truly, the axis was bumped a degree or two or what it would be. Yes, a great deal of discomfort and displacement. And yet, the benefit then is that there very well may be a saving grace, that cataclysm is not necessary. And there will be more activity in this area as well. It is a great pivot point for the Earth now. Does that have to do with, with the humanity in that area, or is that more to do with the Earth? It's, or, I mean, it not is that for the not, humanity yeah. of the planet in general yeah. that we will speak. In essence, these brave souls here have borne the brunt of energies, as it were. But I will say to you that they are well qualified to do so, for many of those that have made their home here now are ones that went about, even as squirrels go about in Atlanta, saying, the sky is about to fall, the continent is about to crumble, and to those that would listen, you see, as long and longer as they could until the change was imminent, and finally they would make their escape. But until the very, very, very end did they remain carrying the word about. And for the most part, these are the reincarnated souls that are there in this area now. They are well qualified then in their task now as well. Thank you. Hello. Good eve. Um, I was just wondering, I guess, about um, just the warming of everything and if there's anything you'd like to say about that. What would you like to say of it, dear? Um, what do you think of it? I guess I was thinking if there's anything we could do to help or if there's some message relating to it that you would like to tell us. Very well. I will say to you this. It is normal. It is normal for this time. It is normal for this age. Let us think of it this way. Know you a young child in puberty, yes? Ah, the fires rage within, and the hormones rage within, and one can think of only one direction to take, and one follows that direction, and it is most normal at that time. So it is normal at this time for the Earth as well. It warms and the poles melt. And they melt because it is a movement of the positive and the negative polarity. Now imagine that within the earth 
there is something shaped energetically a bit like an hourglass. And if there were to be a full cataclysmic movement, it would be that all that is on one end of the hourglass is poured completely to the other end of the hourglass. And an entire pole shift would be. But what if with a bit of the melting of the poles and a bit of warming, instead that which is within that hourglass moves carefully and slowly from one end to the other, balancing in its midpoint and gently then creating its next aspect. This is what global warming is. Now it is true it has been somewhat accelerated by the choices of humanity, but even these have been somewhat in perfection, even in their unconsciousness, you see. So it is normal and appropriate for this time, and there will come a great many learnings from this. If the earth, in essence, did not warm as it is, some of the technologies that would come forward now would not be readily available, timely. With the melting of the poles will come not only more waters, but will come a certain purity that has been locked within them that will decode itself to the rest of the water. The Piscean age ends, the age of water, and comes now the age of air of the Aquarian. And these must balance then, and such is the energy of the hurricanes, and this is also then accelerated by the warming of the air and the waters. So it is in divine balance, even if it looks like it not, you see? Look to humanity to say to you what is wrong, what it has done wrong, what it has messed and mucked with. Look to divinity and to teachers to say what right will come of it, you see? Indeed, sweet. Does this answer your question fully and to your satisfaction? I think so, yes. Indeed. For years, so many people have gone around the planet to sacred places, etc., doing earth healing. And I'm wondering if there's any way that we as individuals can assist in this change by doing earth healing or some such thing. Very well. Now, what do you term earth healing? Um, directing healing energy to certain power spots on the globe, or I, I, I'm, I haven't really been doing this myself, so I'm not sure what Very they do. Well. Now, your answer, honest as it is, brings about the true answer. That many that go about their ceremony, although they are high in intentions, low in healing, you see? Because they know not what they do. Now their intentions are well placed and what becomes healed more often than not is their own beingness. Because they place themselves where it is sacred and they become sacred in the process. And they carry their intent deeply within their heart and their heart is healed in the process. 
but whether or not the earth is healed. The earth is already healed and healing, you see? So when the earth receives humanity's benefit, it yes, uses that energy dispersing and moving. But there are many that unconsciously then, and even in their desire to be of assistance, are not of assistance. For instance, they will gather in ceremony and say, dissipate the hurricane, dissipate the hurricane. But what if the hurricane is necessary? It has been brought about purposefully. It was not gathered together by accident, you see. Yes, it has been called upon here or there, perhaps closer to shore than was necessary. But there is purpose in its being. And for others to then say, or ceremony to dissolve it, it is not necessarily necessary, you see. So there is a good amount of unconsciousness as well. Then there are those that will gather and they will basically say anywhere but here, take it away. This is not healing to the planet, you see. So there must be a greater understanding. There must be then care in what one directs. Now truly, if each being believed in their own power, they would very carefully choose how they direct that power. But they gather trusting those that have gathered them together and their power. And in essence, I will say to you a secret that very few of those that gather believe that what they do makes but a lick of difference. But they do it because the gathering seems worthwhile and because the desire to be in making a difference and to be in more than humanness is very important. So there must be greater awareness then gathered by those that will direct energy. Otherwise, it is just as good to direct the energy to one's heart and it can do more good there than anywhere else and is a more use to Gaia sentience there than anywhere within or upon the planet as well. going twice, <laughs> even thrice, to the highest bidder. <laughs> Indeed. Ah, see, the gavel has not yet gone down. <laughs> um, are any suggestions about how we might become more aware or more conscious of how... See, I, now I lost the question. Just be more aware and more conscious about what's happening so that we can direct the energy yes. more appropriately? Yes. Repeat after me. Repeat after me. Repeat after me. Repeat after me. <laughs> I am perfect. I am perfect. I am whole. I am whole. I am healed and healing. I am healed and healing. And so is my environment. And so is my environment. And so is my world. And so is my world. And so is my planet. And so is my planet. And my galaxy and my universe. And my galaxy and my universe. And all that I know. And all that I know. May it be so in the hearts of all concerned. May it be so in the hearts of all concerned. Indeed. Indeed. What a blessing you are, you see. <laughs> a toast to you. Thank you. <laughs> It is that simple, sweet. I offer you words of levity, but I offer you words of truth. 
It is that simple. It is in simplicity that one heals and that one calls healing. The more complicated it is made, the more bypasses must be made until it has effect. The more complex others will make it, the more time it takes for the healing to reach where it will reach. You see? Mm -hmm. The more direct the thought, the simple the intent, the quicker the path, the quicker the ascension, the quicker the movement, the lessening of the earth change. It is because the earth then takes so many circuitous routes to bypass that which are the clogs within that it is felt that much more significantly without. All is in perfection, all is in wholeness. To say that makes it in the now present. Not it will be, not we will gather next week to perform a ceremony to heal the earth. Sitting there where you are in this moment, I am whole and that which is around me is whole as well. I am perfect and that which is my environment is also perfect. That is the ceremony, short and sweet and direct and to the point and simple. Yes? Yes. Indeed. So we will close the evening then. And I will say to you all, you are the earth change. It is not the earth that changes. In essence, it is you that change the earth by your thoughts, by your words, and by your deeds, and by you hold yourselves now, and by how you hold the earth. All of this brings about a change, a very great change, and it can be a simple and a smooth change as well. Hold your hearts open, and hold your awareness high, as if your awareness itself were the crown that you bear. And a few feathers will fly here and there, and so be it. We will be there round the campfire when it is all over, singing songs of praise to all the Earth's heroes. And we will count you among them. Until the next time, dear ones, I take my leave and dearly present myself to you again. If you've enjoyed this experience, I'd like to invite you to visit my website, PepperLewis.com. Thank you for listening to Gaia's Voice.